The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, 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 hello. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We should have a very fabulous show for you guys today. Before we do, let's say hi to everybody, starting off with my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. I have told you many times that the opening song to this show is all about Jimmy. It was done before I came on the show. Yep. And I think it would be so nice if you had Jimmy and Ron, the crazy ones. Maybe let's have Ozzy Reek. We asked her to do it, but she's like traveling all over. So She said she would do it. Not that I'm one of those name ego people, but nine years I'm on this friggin' show. I mean, I should have a little music, don't you think? Anyway, today's show is really great. I interviewed, excuse me, my throat, pardon me. I interviewed our next guest a couple of years ago, and we'll talk all about it. He's a terrific guy. I met his fiance at the time, who I believe has become his wife now. And uh, we had a great party after the red carpet event. So we'll talk about it. Anyway, we've got a fun show for you guys today. We have uh, Jeremy London coming on the show. He's a superstar. He's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I actually met him in Florida also, so Ron and I both have met him. And um, uh, we have Rodney Hicks, who's a Broadway star, coming on, who's also one of the stars of the new hit indie film Mighty Oak. So it's going to be fun. Right now we have a a chat room full of people. They say we look great. Thank you. Let's say hi to some people. Uh, Don Hinton is in the chat room. Yay. Lady Lake Music. Anton from Australia. Teresa Sabin from Florida. Um, I know there's more people. Oh, Angela Joseph, I know is in the chat room there someplace. Cause I saw her earlier. Uh, it's going by. So it went by too fast. I missed all the people in it, but we're going to have a good time today. And, uh, and I'll call out some other people when I see them like write something. Cause I, I can't go back and see it. The reason I'm not drinking from my orange cup as I always do is because Jimmy made a concoction of some putrid tasting fruit punch with lemonade. The fruit punch tastes like, it smells like a dirty garbage pail. I, I imagine what a dirty garbage pail, you know, a dumpster would taste like or smell like. It's so, like Tropicana something. It's, Tropica- diet. it's Tropicana rotted fruit. <laughs> I'm not drinking it. So I'm going to drink diet. Uh, I had to mix them because we only had a little bit of lemonade left. Well, don't be creative anymore. It stinks. Oh, um, Backpack John's in the chat room too. Hey, Backpack John. Every time I speak, you just say, open your big fucking mouth. Okay. But that's like you true. don't do that to me all the time. Well, you're, you're boring. I have to keep yeah, the show right. up in the air. Right. I mean, when Beautiful you go mug, he said, <laughs> when you go on and on and on, with you are nothing. See, that bullshit's coming in all the time. There's nothing you, I can do to well, stop. Well, get that. rid of those things that keep in. Don't we have like whatever call, whatever it's called, spy shit? No, I, I don't know how to get rid of that. 
we'll have to figure it out anyway. So we watched a great movie, you guys. Ron liked it a lot. Loved it. It was an old movie from, I don't know, it was at least 10 years old, and it starred... Um, yep. <laughs> who did it star? I'm not the only that one. Guy from 300, the guy from 300. The guy from 300. Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler and the lady who looks like Charlize Theron, but who's not. She doesn't look like Charlize. She um, looks herself. And she's wonderful. The movie was... What, what's the name of the movie? Um... Oh, you're really good today, babe. The Ugly Truth. The Ugly Truth. It's a romantic comedy. And I so enjoyed it because of the dialogue. And the guy that's the uh, talk show host is so me in everything he says. He's out there. He doesn't care. He's open filtered. And he says whatever he feels like saying about women and sex and vibrators. I mean, he's wonderful. It came out in 2009. It was done by the guy, I think, who did the See how he cut Legally Blonde movies. And it stars Catherine Heigl and Gerard Butler. Catherine Heigl is her name. And also has Cheryl Hines in it. I like Cheryl Hines. And John Michael Higgins. Cheryl Hines is from uh, that HBO show. Um, I'm not helping you. Let you drown um, you. Cheryl Hines is that with the guy with the bald head. Uh, and it's uh, called, um, uh, what's it called? I don't know what I it's know, called. but I'm not saying. You don't know. I, I most certainly do know. Enthusi- Curb your enthusiasm. enthusiasm. Oh. Curb your enthusiasm. Yeah, well, you cut, again, you cut me off with that retarded mouth of yours. I don't think we're going to have a good show today. We're going to fight a lot. No, we're not. Yes, we are. And we, oh, B. Claudia just joined us, too. Hey, B, how are you? Yay. Hey, Ron looks great. Great eyes. Thank you. I was just watching a uh, TV show before we came on the air about uh, Hitler's hidden treasures. It's on the uh, Adventure Network or whatever network. I love that network where they have all these wonderful documentary shows or uh, just shows about, you know, UFO and stuff. And they were saying that uh, Adolf Hitler was a great believer in seances and a a great believer in um, the mystic world. And that he had a huge, huge 18-story building built that was just for his people to research uh, witches and stuff. And then they took us to a beautiful part of Germany. Mountains were gorgeous. And in those mountains, all the witches go. It's a very famous witch mountain. So I'm fascinated by that kind of stuff. And I enjoy that show so much. Maybe B knows about the witch mountain. It was sort of near the ocean. A water. Now, what are you surrounded by, Germany? That's the what? The sea. Mediterranean. No, what, what ocean is that? Well, opposite England, the, the canal. Uh, what is it called, Jimmy? Um, I don't know. Of course he doesn't know. I'm, I'm busy. You see, I'm trying to do stuff. So That broad that swam across the channel, the English channel. I forgot what, the, what waters there are. Maybe somebody out there will help me out. I'm tired today. I worked all morning on the barbecue. North Sea? North Sea. B knows fucking B knows everything. <laughs> well, B, B is German. She'd be a, a stupid ass if she. I mean, I know every river that goes through New York. So most. B people, said she heard you on the on the European radio show and that it was great. Yeah, that wasn't really me. That was kind of like me, like being so boring and so. so oh, no, maybe that. No, that show was good. It was the other guy's show. I wasn't so hot. Right. Uh, suck it up because. Ooh. Suck it, podcast. Anyway, it was. You, you know you. It's very hard to be a talk show host. Oh, Dave Hughes is there, too. Say hi to Dave. He yeah. said the English Channel. I said English Channel also. Um, Dave Hughes, we don't have any uh, bazooms on today. Sorry, baby. It's all about guys. So if you want to switch around and, and dig guys, we have two cute guys coming. <laughs> out. 
so there. Love anyway, it. I love those um, docudramas, you know, like that stupid Oak Island. Of course, I'll watch it again this year for the thousandth year. They're still digging holes all over the fucking place like beavers or whatever. Groundhogs. He says the Norsey goes to Iceland. I really don't give a shit. <laughs> I mean, honestly, if I had to learn that in school, I forgot it. Yeah, all I know is we want to welcome Ian Smith too to the chat room. Hey, Ian, what's up? Who's Ian Smith? He's Ian. He works with us with Angela and Sumner Twins Talent on all the movies, Clown Motel, and all the movies. What does he do? All kinds of things: act, produce, everything. Why don't I know his name? I don't know. He's in the chat room relatively often. So Ian, when I see you, please remind me who you are. Okay, there you go. (laughs) Nice name, Ian. Is a very, very handsome name, Ian. It sounds like a handsome man. He's in Clown Motel. Oh, where? Uh, he's shooting out in the desert. Oh, you're one of the clowns? Out in the desert. One of the people I kill? Because <laughs> I'm General Milan. This uh, Friday, I'm shooting with uh, my sweet... Oh, yeah, Dave Hughes. Come in, come in, come in, baby. Listen up. Uh, Friday, I'm shooting with uh, Lorene Landon. <laughs> and she plays uh, my wife, who runs the bar for, the, uh, for all the uh, military people. <laughs> he says Ian Smith says he's friends with you on Facebook. <laughs> oh, you know, Ian, I'm sorry. I'm just old and rotted away. You know, I'm de- decaying little by little. I apologize. But Lorene Landon, she'll be sitting on my lap and she'll be hugging me and kissing me and smooching with me. Uh, eat your heart out, Dave. <laughs> eat your friggin' heart out. It's gonna be fun. <clears throat> yeah, I can't wait to finish. It's my last day of shooting, by the way. So, but Jimmy and I were going to go to Clown Motel because Jimmy wants to see it and it's in Nevada and it would have been a nice drive. But I said, no, I wanted to go to the big, big scene, which they're doing at the end of the film, which is where all the clowns are having a ritual. You're not supposed to tell about it, though. Well, they, yeah, a little bit. So they'll want to go see it more. They're having a ritual. And I understand the set is phenomenal. And that whole scene is going to be absolutely outrageous. And I wanted to go see it, but it's a different day than they're shooting Clown Motel. And Joe Kelly said, it's very hot out in the desert where they're shooting this, but we could go in the caves to cool off. So I looked at Jimmy and I said, fuck caves and fuck cooling off because (laughs) I'm here in Palm Springs in 127 degrees of burning heat. I don't need to go to Nevada desert and burn some more. So we're not going. So we're not going. Plus, we save a lot of money, and that money I could put towards the flowers that I'm planting because all around the border concrete wall that we built, dividing the garden into separate units, uh, I need uh, 25 plants, and the plants are $18 each. So that's a lot of money. So we have to save and conserve because we're not rich people. I didn't marry Jimmy for his money, and he certainly didn't marry me for my money. <laughs> we married each other because we wanted to torture each other forever. They said it last year. Well, the last time they filmed out there, it was 130 degrees. 130? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm leaving 125 cool degrees to go to 130. They want to see. They want to see pictures of your garden, which you guys will see on once no, we get it done. No, when it's done, it's done. I mean, more, you know, I want it to look like a hundred-year-old Tuscan garden in Italy. And I've done it, I did it like I remembered a garden that my uncle had in Genoa, Italy. 
<clears throat> excuse me, my uncle had a country house as well as a city house. And I used to go up to the country house a lot. And the country house was just the most charming, like 300-year-old stone house. And my crazy uncle went and built a bathroom that was like 10 by 15. And he did it all in royal blue and aqua tile, you know, shiny tile. And I thought I was in a public shower. You know, when I went in that bathroom, because he had water coming out of lion's mouths and cascading down. I think my uncle was gay, and I probably got the gay gene from him. He never married, and he was very creative. Uh, that's my uncle, Victoria. Uh, he never hit on me, so I'm not going to go there and say he's a pedophile, because he never would. But I thought he was a bit of a little fruity. Eileen says hi to everybody and everybody in the chat room. She doesn't know her password, so she can't get into the chat room. So oh, she says to say hi to everybody. Your password is wet pussy. <laughs> that's her chat word. That's, that's one of her no, passwords. Yeah, one of her passwords is wet pussy. Because she, you know, she has a cat and she gave her cat a bath. And when <laughs> yeah. the cat was all over the house shaking the water off, she was getting a password. And she said, what should I do? Oh, look at my wet pussy, she said. And then she named her password, my wet pussy. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Rebel. Uh, you can let him in. Let's make sure we can hear him. Hey, everybody. So our first guest is getting ready to come on. Hello. Hello. Well, hello. There we go. We can hear him. I already love this show because the first thing I heard whenever I logged on was wet pussy. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, get, get your filthy fucking mind out of the gutter. <laughs> oh, this It is was Eileen's wet cat. <laughs> all you pigs, all you men, all you hear wet pussy, you get so crazy. Meanwhile, Somebody's trying to get in the chat. Hold on, we're going to introduce him before you tell your story. I want to talk to no, him. wait a second. I like, if he's the one I like, I like him a lot. <laughs> I, I don't know the other one. They're twins. Who the fuck knows? The, I know one of you. I, I know this one. You're, he's a good one. So hold on. Let me make an I think introduction. you're the one I'm friends with. And when I remind you who I am, you'll say, oh, my God. Yes, I love you too, Ron. Okay, hold on. Now, everybody, we want to. Now, everybody, we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor, director, producer, and now children's book author, Jeremy London. Hello and welcome to the show. And it's so good to be here. Thanks, guys, for having me on. So this is Ron Russell. He's our cool, outrageous man about town co-host. Say hi. And hi, hey, hey, hey. Uh, hang on, Did wait, you, wait, wait. I'm Jimmy Starr, and we have a chat room filled with almost every country represented. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, there you everybody. go. Now, now go ahead. Now go ahead. He wants to tell you his story. About, about 10 or 12 years ago, did you marry the girl you were engaged to? Unfortunately. <laughs> well, if you're the right brother. Now, I don't know what brother you are. I'm tell here. you. Taya Gill is a good friend of mine, and I did the red carpet for a movie you were in with Taya Gill, and I interviewed you for a long time, and then we had a lot of fun after the movie. Are you the brother? Yeah, I, 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 no, I don't know what movie you're talking about, brother. <laughs> you, do you know who Taya Gill is from Queer as Folk? No, Maybe you're the brother. You, you might have been talking about my brother. This is a very common issue, being a, an identical twin in Hollywood, but... Um, so I didn't interview you on the red carpet. You're the you're the brother that works more than the other brother, right? Yeah. <laughs> and you're the you're the wrong brother. I got the brother that works less than you. You guys, there's two Londons in case anybody everybody knows this. Jeremy They're, and Jason. Yeah. So I never know who they are. But anyway, your brother's terrific. And when you see him, say hi from Ron Russell, and right. he'll remember. I don't remember the name of the movie, but you know who Taya Gill is from Queer as Folk, the blonde. I 
I do not. We don't, you know, my brother and I, we both have separate careers and uh, we both were, have done so many movies, so especially like, you know, independent movies that I don't think either one of us have even seen 90% of the, the our own movies that we've been in. We just, you know, we show up and we do the work and hopefully right. <laughs> like everybody does. Now, listen, did your brother get, did your, did your brother, did your brother get married? No. Oh, so he didn't marry that nice girl. He was engaged. <laughs> You know what? I actually t I take that back. He did. He did. It was, yeah, weird situation. Uh, I, 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 if if you're talking about uh, who I think you're talking about, then yeah, he actually did get married. So I apologize for. So he married her. This and is confusion that is our lives. I love it. I think well, it's listen, fun. Well, that, listen, that's that's a bitchy part about being a twin. That's okay. You're not, you're not a you're not a unique one. You're a, a splendid two. <laughs> Um, Actually, though, so very you, unique. That's the odd thing is, man, we could not be more different uh, as identical twins. I can't even remotely tell you how different we are. Uh, the people that know us know, uh, and the people that have worked with us know. Um, but uh, we, I don't, we don't even look alike anymore. I mean, we're getting old. I, well, I could see your brother there in you. From what I remember, you look like your brother. <laughs> Who's older? Jason is by 27 minutes. 27 minutes. I have to say, Friends to the yeah, End is my... Yeah, that's who it was. Friends to the End it, is my favorite, like... Uh, like hang on, my favorite, like... Shut the fuck no, up. Wait. You keep interrupting me. I don't I'm care. Shove this We're married. <laughs> I'm shoving this mic right say. down your fucking throat. I'm going to shove this mic. <laughs> it was Jason I interviewed, because now I remember his name was Jason. Okay, well, now so, we're talking to Jeremy, well, so... Well, you could talk to him. I'm not going to talk to this one. I'm <laughs> Yeah. Fuck him! Fuck him! Fuck him! That's right. No, I, uh, I I like Friends till the end, and it's got Sharon Shannon Doherty. So he worked with Shannon Doherty. You're a mall rat superstar with Shannon Doherty. You know what's funny about that is that was I was actually cast in that movie. And uh huh. I had a, a a a broken arm at the time, where a bouncer in Hollywood broke my arm because I went back into the building after two to take a piss, and the guy broke my arm. Um, and they still hired me for the movie. Um, and. Two days into shooting it, uh, a stuntman rebroke my arm and uh, put me out. I mean, completely. Oh my God. So, you know, that's you, like one of my favorite movies. I'm doing so a movie it, now with brother, Jennifer. It was the only time that no, my brother, have, I've ever called up my brother and said, yo, I've got a movie for you. <laughs> I've got money and a job. You, 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 I like you, love you're that. You're stepping on all my jokes. I'm, I'm leaving the show today. <laughs> I'm talking. Let I'm, me talk. You, Hang you, on. Wait a so minute. Wait a minute. You're talking too much. You don't. I'm only... working with Jennifer oh, Blunt right now on a movie. He says, Ron, pipe down. I can't hear a word he says. It's so fucking boring. Why do you even no, want to hear it? No, it's not. <laughs> I wouldn't even know. You talk too much. Let me talk to Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm doing a movie now with Jennifer Blanc, who was in that movie. But let's go back to you. So I did meet you. I met you at MegaCon in Florida, in Orlando, Florida. It was like, I don't know, maybe 2003 or 2006. Okay. And I have a video series that I was doing back then. I was a clothing designer. And I would get everybody to say Jimmy Starr is the shit. So I actually have you on my video saying Jimmy Starr is the shit. And there was like Lance Henriksen and all these cool people were there. And you were there and 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 you were like on top of the world. Because, dude, like you've had some massive career. So let's, number one, say congratulations on your incredible career. Uh, right. Number two, you guys, if you want to follow Jeremy on Twitter, he's at Sir Jeremy London. And what are you on Instagram? Uh, Jeremy London's art page. There you go, Jim. I couldn't figure it out because I couldn't remember that one. Um, and it was a lot of fun. So we've had fun. And now you can say something. What do you want to say? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. So then here's what you guys. So you guys. Well, we're hey, 
yes, it was well worth it. Uh, you guys know Jeremy, many of the things that you recognize him from, especially if you're like in the 40 year old and 40 to 50 year old yeah. age bracket. Well, yeah, a lot of, you a got, lot of people's moms know who I am. <laughs> yeah. You got Mall Rats, you got Seventh Heaven where he played Chandler Hampton for th for many, many episodes. Party of Five, that's probably what people like know you the most from, right? Party of Five? For five years, so yeah. Um, did Are they going to reboot it? Like, you know how everybody's thing's coming back with like a thing? They already did and failed miserably. Oh, that's no good. Yeah, no, I mean, they literally had nothing to do with even one character from the original one. And so people, there was like a mutiny. Nobody was very, nobody was happy about it, so. I like love it. So when you did the mall rats, because we've had a bunch of the Jason Mews, we've had a bunch of the people on the show, not Ben Affleck, unfortunately, but we had Michael Rooker. But you guys, mall rats stars Shannon Doherty, Jason Lee, Claire Forlani, Ben Affleck, Ethan Supley, Supley, Jason Mews, Joey Lynn Adams, Michael Rooker, and you, and all those people. After that movie came out, everybody like was like blew up and was like a household name. Is that like the first thing that had? Don't do that. It took Don't it. You know, the, oddly enough. Uh, it, it wasn't because of that that everybody became the household names. It was because of other projects that people got after that because Mallrats took 10 years for anybody to even, like, acknowledge it. I mean, I can't tell you. We, we literally just thought it was a wash. Uh, so uh, nobody even recognized me from that movie for at least 10 years. And then once, once I started going to conventions, it sort of, I started seeing a progression of people as, as they were able to get home and watch the movie while they were, you know, getting high and drinking and whatever. And then they were able to get all the jokes or whatever. Then it started gaining momentum and getting popular. And here, 25 years later, it's 10,000 times more popular than it was when we first made the movie. Nobody kind of like Jay and Silent Bob, though. It's like turned into like a cult classic. It, it is. Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. Do you keep in touch with the people that are in it? Mm. Occasionally, uh, Brian O'Halloran and I are friends. Uh, we uh, he 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 was in a movie that I wrote and directed uh, with my uh, acting students, and uh, uh, Jason Mewes and I are tight when we see each other at a lot of conventions and so like that. But I don't really, you know, everybody's got their own lives and travel around. I live in Mississippi, so I don't. I, I'm I'm so far removed from Hollywood or New York or any of that. So I I, I live, uh, you know, I got out of that mess so I can keep my sanity. Are you in Mississippi right now? And. Oh my gosh! Yes, I'm. I'm sitting at my table here today, uh, canning uh, fruit and vegetables from my garden. Which uh, you guys can see all that on his Instagram page. He puts pictures and his Twitter. He puts pictures of everything up on his garden, yeah, which I like you. freaking love. Thank. How you. did you decide Mississippi? Whenever I met my, I'm I'm like a day or two away from my my divorce being final from Juliet, uh, and she's a lovely woman. We have my my I have a son Wyatt with my last wife Juliet and uh, we just weren't good together but we're really really tight um, and uh, whenever Juliet and I first met um, I was living in Los Angeles and she was living in Tupelo Mississippi and so we decided to kind of just sort of start our lives together in New Orleans kind of meet in the middle sort of so I left LA and I literally left Los Angeles with a backpack and a suitcase I left everything behind that I had there and just said it's just stuff and left uh, moved to New Orleans and uh, started my life with Juliet. We, we got pregnant with Wyatt and uh, wound up then going to Oklahoma for a bit and uh, uh, then uh, wound up back in uh, Ocean Springs, Mississippi because a friend of mine there uh, owned uh, owns a, a comic book shop and he said that I could start my acting school out of his comic book shop. And that's Oh, that's cool. That's where we got. So now, you know, London Arts Acting School has been up for over five years. 
and uh, I've got hundreds of students, and I teach online, um, teach people around the world online. Um, uh, it's it's been it's been an interesting turn of events. So but what now, do you? Now I'm with the love of my life in Madison, Mississippi, and uh, she and my ex-wife Juliet get along famously. My son Wyatt loves her, and so it's very cool. I see that you, though, on your IMDb, you have tons of stuff that you've done recently. Like, do you still have to audition, or you just basically get, get hired and they, they send you a plane ticket? I mostly work off of offers. I don't really audition that often. Um, not for lack of trying. Um, it's just they, uh, I don't know. I, I've been lucky enough, I guess, to not have to as much. No, that's good. So, yeah, are you going to well. talk or you're not going to talk? When a guest tells a number one star talk show host, he, was that he talks too much, and a piece of shit like you next to me runs me over, steps on my jokes and lines. Now joke. you see how boring this interview is. There's no, no. fun. There's no laughter. Of course, chat room, laughter. chat room. Not one laugh did you get. It's going like. Actually, they don't say that. Because they don't want to offend you, because they know <laughs> they know that you're suicidal and insane. I'm not no, suicidal and insane. Huh? Yes, no, we really, we really are married. Nine, uh, nine years, almost ten years. And tomorrow, I call a lawyer, get rid of this motherfucker, and go find myself a normal one. <laughs> you're the only one that could have forty wives. I can have forty husbands. He's had. I know so uh, he hasn't had forty. He has. He's had a few, but not that many. Well, I'm number three. I think one, two, three. I'm number four. I buried them all. That's true. That wasn't nice. No, Stephen's still alive. Okay. I, I buried two of them. You gotta like love it. <laughs> so say talk. What am I gonna talk yeah. about? Now I, nobody wants to hear me talk on this show. That's not true. It is true because I had a wonderful line. I had a joke that yeah. would have really gone over big. When he said his arm was broken when he went in to take a pee. I wanted to say, be grateful it wasn't your dick that was broken. But that yeah. would let you. But you stepped on my line, and I wasn't able to deliver my joke. When a stand-up comic like me for fifty thousand fucking years, I'm in the business sixty-three years. Okay, he's eighty. I'm eighty by the years way. old, and I'm in the wow. business sixty-three fucking years. So you tell me I'm not crazy? After That's sixty-three true. years in this business, I'm lucky I can even find my balls. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. so. It's called the button, darling. You set the joke up and then you hit the button. That's comedy. When you have a neurotic, insecure husband next to you who just doesn't let you hit the button because he's got to blab his friggin' mouth off because somebody told him Ron talks too much. Now no, you start not, to talk. That's not why. It I'm excited so. because Jeremy's someone who I, I'm excited. He's my generation. I was very excited <laughs> also until I found out it was the wrong brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, I'm teasing. I was I'm excited. I'm, I'm teasing all of you. I'm not the least bit offended. But it was and a wonderful you know line you gave me to play off of. What? Say it again, uh, Jeremy. Joking with you too, my friend. He was joking with you too. He said. Yeah, no, no, I know. I, I'm not. I'm not the least bit offended. I, you know, when people feed me that kind, I did stand-up comedy for 45, 46 years. I've wow. worked every friggin' room there was back in the days of the nightclub. Uh, wonderful days, wonderful nightclubs, and you know, audience would put their two cents in and correct me or say things to me. So you have to be quick, and you have to come back with a funny joke, but that's not offensive. 
But he most of the time, he didn't do. He didn't, Jeremy. He he didn't do traditional stand up. He did stand up impersonating Jane Russell, the movie star, right. in in straight clubs though, not in gay clubs. No, back never in the gay day. clubs. Never gay clubs. I worked for I worked for uh, Elizabeth Taylor. Uh, to raise money for AIDS, and I founded Have a Heart, which is my own AIDS benefit uh, back then when we needed money desperately. Uh, we still do, but uh, that was the only time I ever did a gay crowd. I worked all the straight rooms, and it was a really good sh good act. It got booked all over, and it was fun because I had my big boobs, and I, I look good in drag. <laughs> he really does. I really look like, and Jane Russell was my dearest friend for 50 million years. We were like brother and sister. So it was really okay. funny that uh, I impersonated a buddy. But anyway, uh, yeah, so it, it's a very, very difficult business, our business, as you know. Yeah. You're as good, you're as, good as your last life. performance, and that's all there is to so it. So do you come back to L.A. often? Uh, no. I mean, I go. my son lives in Palm Springs, my oldest son, Lyric. You're kidding. Oh, that's live, where we live. We live in Palm Springs. We're in Palm Springs. <laughs> there, yeah. yeah. He's there in Palm Springs, and he's uh, he goes to school there, and uh, I I just haven't wanted. He's always been in the same school and had the same friends and and all of that, and so I just you know I my mom moved my family and us around so many times. I went to thirteen different schools, and uh, it wasn't fun because I could never make friends, you know, because as soon as I'd make friends, we'd be gone. And I did just, the police did the police catch her? Who did did the police catch her? Catch you. Your mom around. moving around all the time. <laughs> See what I mean? I'm not. I'm not working this show, baby. <laughs> this show, I'm not working. So you said you moved. Your mother kept moving around. So I said, did the police ever catch yeah, her? My mom was a serial divorcer. She just was right. Serial killer. It was a <laughs> joke. It, no more. Oh, now our dogs are now barking. Now our dogs are barking. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we're a conversation show, thank God. We're not a question and answer show. And we talk to our guests, like I always say, make believe you're in Brooklyn in my kitchen having coffee and Entenmann's crumb cake. I think and, that, and that's what the show is like. It's a very relaxed, laid back, fun show. We say whatever the okay. fuck we want to say. So I, I need you to do me a favor, please, and just say hi to Dawn in the chat room because she's like freaking out and she says she loves the babysitter with Alicia Silverstone. So just say hi to Dawn and that'll like get her off for the oh, day. Oh, better. Now we see you <laughs> Oh, that's closer. good. There we go. Oh, my, you look just like your brother. What are you talking about? <laughs> you look just like him. Like you, you have the whiskers. No, he's older, so you look like him. There you go. I like your brother so much. He was such a sweet guy. Say hi to Dawn in the chat room. Is that right? Yeah, say hi to Dawn in the chat room. I'm supposed to chat with Don or just say hi to her. Dawn? No, just say hi to her. Just say you just say hi to her over the air. You're fine. She's already like happy with it and, and the way it all like goes. So so you started a new career as an author. Tell us a little bit about it. You have a book. It's called The Little White Mouse in the President's House. Is that your first one? That is my first one, and I have uh, another one uh, on the way called What Just uh, What Just Flew Out of My Face. What just so what? What just flew what? out of my face, and it's about hiccups. They're kids' books, remember? <laughs> I well, I hope the little white mouse is not bad, do it bad mouthing our president. <laughs> yeah, no, it's yeah. actually quite, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a book, it's a story about unity. Uh, it uses uh, something that actually happened in the White House not months ago, not too, too long ago, uh, that inspired it. Uh, a mouse fell out of the ceiling in the White House uh, during a press briefing into a reporter's lap. And uh, I just thought that that was uh, the funniest thing, and I thought 
it was a good opportunity to send a message. It's an adult-sized message in a chi children's book because, frankly, I believe that most adults these days are acting like children. Uh, the the hatred and vitriol that everybody has towards each other, the reds and the blues and the, you know. I agree 100%. That's why I, I do not condone any evil things being said about Joe Biden or President Trump. I think we should respect them as who they are, not like maybe their political views, but respect them as people, as human beings, and not say dreadful things about Joe Biden and th the things that they have said about Trump. It's so out of uh, context. You know what I mean? Talk about their politics. Don't talk about their families. Yeah. And don't call Joe Biden a stupid old man and he, he's senile and he pees in his pants. I mean, how dare you talk about I, a, a future president that way? You know what I mean? This man it could be president. Where the fuck I, is your respect, you pieces of shit? <laughs> anyway, I've said all We don't usually do politics. No, but I'm fed up with the red and, oh, wait, and wait. blue. Can you hear? Well, then you'll like them. You will like the little white mouse in the president's house because I'm glad you wrote something like, like little children. I'm glad you did this and because I saw we have to teach the next generation not to behave like the morons exactly. today. People Absolutely hate their right. best friends because their best friends are Republicans or Democrats. I was at the, yep. I was at the pool because we live in the country club bullshit and i was at the pool and this woman kept saying i cannot have a friend that's a republican i can't bear them because they believe in child rape and i said what the fuck are you talking about child <laughs> rape where'd this come from you know i mean they're nuts they republican and she can't, and she can't bear to have a friend that's a republican i mean how stupid Ignorance don't you agree sides uh, absolutely i think that you know people are so uh, inundated with misinformation that oh, basically so correct. Both sides don't realize, but they both hate the same thing and they both want the same thing. But both sides think the other one uh, is the is the devil because right. they told the child strings and all of this stupid stuff that they've got everybody so hyper vigilant towards all of this uh, stuff that doesn't even exist, that the real stuff that needs to be paid attention to is getting left by the wayside. And, Absolutely. Uh, and so I totally. You know, we are such a disgrace to the other countries all over the world. I have friends, you know, all over the country. We, we go out to every single country there is in the world right now, your show, you, you're in every country. We're not, because, you know, we go through whatever the hell we go through. And they just laugh at us and they say, those Americans are such children. They're so stupid. They really don't know what the fuck they're doing. And we are, we have not, we, are, we used to be a very respected country by the world. The world used to emulate us. Let's be American, American music, American clothing. Now they laugh at us. They all hate President Trump and they don't know I, why. I could tell you why, because the media told them to hate him. You know, it's a sad situation. I think, I think you know, I think there's, 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 uh, you know, it's, it, everything's not as Orwellian as, as uh, uh, Donald Trump would like it to be. Uh, sometimes the, the things that you see with your eyes and hear with your ears are exactly what you're seeing and hearing. And it's fucking frightening. Because uh, just the fact that he was is he, that he's trying to dismantle the post office to keep people from voting and tear gassing people in a peaceful protest and 
So that's the Orwellian aspect of it. Uh, but the uh, yeah, but the, there's another side to the, the coin. If those protesters were not destroying property that I also own, you know, they have a nerve to go and take down statues that got tear gas were destroying anything. But wait a minute, uh, wait a minute. What the, what, what the protesters... You guys are talking about different things. No, I know moment. that, but what the protesters did to me is just terrible. You, I mean, I protested gay rights and gay marriage and all that shit with Stonewall. We did not destroy anything that belonged to the populace. We simply went out and stated yeah, that... our case and we said what we wanted and what we needed, and we won. Now, these people that are doing these horrific things are getting Donald Trump more votes because I know Democrats now that said I'm voting for Trump because the Democrats we need to get out of this conversation. that way that are today are not doing <laughs> the right thing. So that's all I want to say. Our ratings will go down if we talk. They politics. won't go down because you know politics. what? <laughs> you know what? If people are so stupid not to listen to us, it's not always about tits and ass. You know, there is a thing called politics. And sometimes you wander down that road. Years ago, we well, were able world to talk about politics. Bro, Hang on, go ahead. We live in. It's, it's absolutely the world we live in, and, uh, and it's extremely relevant. It's just not that. Right. It's very sad. Years ago, we could discuss politics without getting in trouble. Now you discuss politics, and they black, they, uh, what do you call uh, it? Unfriend you, you, block you, tell yeah. you terrible things. It's all terrible. But anyway. anyway I th I, I'm only sorry there's not a third party. Uh-oh, wait, we lost him. What happened, Rebel? Hey, Rebel. Jeremy. Hello. Hello. What? The communists got us. They blocked us. You never know. The communists didn't block us. So it's highly possible that um, Jeremy was having issues with his um, internet. Oh, okay. He he's might be so with us. From he's him. still in the studio. Uh, oh, he's still there. And stuff, and his camera's out. Okay, so we'll see. He'll be coming back. Um, anyway, I, as I said, a third party would have been nice. Uh, we all have to just remember one thing. We're people, and we should not abuse each other. We should respect each other. Color, creed, rela uh, religion, anything, we are all equal. Like I said on my interview, we all come in the world the same way, and we go out the same way. So while we're here, why can't we all be the same way? There you go. Also, uh, B. Claudia just said she just bought a copy of A Little White Mouse in the President's House. You guys, it went to, uh, I saw a tweet. I, I don't know if it went higher, but it was like number 67 or 68 on Amazon for the um, for children's books, which it is a big deal. sounds like a good book. Yeah, it's a good book, and it's illustrated beautifully, so it looks really cool. I didn't know a mouse fell out of the ceiling in the White House. <laughs> That's his story. But it's true. It really did. A mouse. Oh, it did. A mouse did fall out of the ceiling and into a reporter's lap. I there think you go. we have to ask him that. <laughs> or if it did, he just like make it up. Another thing, too, you no, guys I think he said that's how he based his book on. He was in a movie. Also, you guys called Seven Faces of Jack the Ripper. And we've had a bunch of the people on the show. Timothy Woodward, Jr., Jerry G. Angelo, who we had on not too long ago since this has been going on, who has a new crowdfunding campaign on Seed and Spark for his new film Obscura that just opened up today. Patrick Kilpatrick was in that movie. He was on our show. Mindy Robinson is uh, in Clown Motel. Um, and Sade Farage, which we see at every red carpet. So, like, he's done a lot of stuff with lots of people that we, like, know um, in, his, in his past. Um, he also did a movie, Cross Street, with Brian Austin Green, who's, like, one of my favorites. Um, actually, I, I like him a lot. And William McNamara. He did a bunch of oh, movies I with like William Bi McNamara. I like Billy. Billy McNamara is terrific. What yeah. a nice fella he is off camera. He's a great guy. 
really sweet, nice, and, and terrific. I know, absolutely. So <clears throat> hopefully, I like him. hopefully, we'll be able to get him back. In the meantime, we'll continue talking. What um, happened to his camera? Because he kept switching it around. I saw that. I don't know. Maybe he had a problem too with his internet. Uh, oh, in Mississippi. M I S S I S S I P P I. Oh my God, that's good. The fuck you think I'm a retard? No, but like you're not the best speller always. I most certainly am. Spell Oklahoma. Why should I? Okay. Or Okeechobee. Okeechobee, Oklahoma. Okay is Oh wait, here he is. He's back. Back. Hey. Keep it big. I like it when it's a close-up. I don't know up. what the hell happened. That's okay. The worst thing? Keep it close-up. I like the close-up. That's up not him. I don't know what That's Rebel. There you go. Rebel, keep it like that. No, no, not like that, because then we're all cut off. Just put him on. There you go. There you go. All right, can you hear us? Take your glasses off so we I can, can see your I handsome can. face. Sorry. Take your eyeglasses off for a minute so we could see your handsome face. Do that. Come on, for the girls out there. There you go. Look at that. Now he there looks like now now he looks like who he is. So I have to tell you, just to know, uh, so give a shout out to B. Claudia. She just bought your book since we were talking about it. She lives in Germany, but she hey, just posted right. that she bought it. Thank you. Is the book in German? That's wonderful. Thank you very much. She's reading English, so. Uh, no, right. no, no. Um, yeah. Um, now you cut your head off with uh, the camera. You know. That's not him. Oh. Uh, yeah, sorry. Here. <laughs> Who's screwing up? The headshot. Okay. There, there we go. go. There we Let's go. leave it there like that. Yeah, you look good, great. Good, good. So you really like Mississippi? He's not I love it. Absolutely love it. What's so good about it? It's not Los Angeles. <laughs> well, <laughs> Palm, Spr Palm Springs is not Los Angeles. But we're hot as hell. It's 120 degrees. It's super hot. It, yeah, I know the, the real estate is hot here. The real estate is pretty cheap in Mississippi. You can get a nice house there for a couple of hundred thousand. Yes. Everything's more affordable here. The people are better and nicer. And uh, I, I, I actually uh, just get to be myself here with uh, the, a perfect woman. And uh, I've got a family. So tell us here, about the perfect woman. Where did she come it's, from? It's to me. Uh, she, she actually came to one of my acting classes. And uh, she and I just hit it off. And uh, we've been together uh, since the first time I met her. Oh, that's terrific! And how that's long? Nice. How long is that? I do all I do all the gossip shit. I like gossip. I hate I hate when we have to ask you about your movies. Fuck your movies. We want to hear gossip. <laughs> we want to hear romance. So how long? How long have you guys been together in your love? That's affair? my question. You did all your bullshit already. Okay, that's okay. Go ahead. Over, over, a little over a year. A little over a year. That's perfect. Is she a blonde, blue-eyed beauty? Her name's is she a is she a blonde, be blue-eyed beauty? She is a through she is uh she is as real as it gets she used to be a barrel racer she's a paralegal wait wait what was she a an amazing mother wait what kind of racer a barrel racer and what's it so she's a cowgirl man she's a what's a barrel she, race she raced around oh you'd ride the horse around the barrels on horses. Oh, I never saw that. Yeah, you have. Uh -huh. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's like in rodeo stuff like that's like oh, high so, so she's a cowgirl. Yeah she's a high girl Girl. And she's a Mississippi yes, girl. Very much a Southern cowgirl. Yes, no, I grew up my in, very, my very... in Oklahoma, and so keeps freezing. What's that? Oh, it froze. Yeah. Yeah. We heard you say I grew up in Oklahoma, and then it froze. <laughs> Our very dear friends, what a Maryland, cattle ranch. I grew up... Maryland oh. Gladstein. Uh, comes from Mississippi, and she's a wonderful friend of ours and a very, very sweet, charming Southern Belle. 
We love her. So wait, you've made a couple of Westerns too. Cause I saw it on your IMDB. Did you do your own riding then? I haven't seen those movies cause I don't really watch Westerns a whole lot. Can you ride a horse? I, yeah. I always do riding. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he yeah. always does his riding. I I, every, every, every actor has to ride. I did. I was on a horse for 16 weeks on Sarah with Brenda Vaccaro. So you have to learn how to ride a horse. So you, you know, you don't get work. I like love two it. things you have to learn well, is an actor, yeah, so shoot a gun and ride a horse. Most actors learn. <clears throat> hmm? Yeah, they, 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 most of them learn, learn how to just stay on, but they don't really learn how to ride. I, oh, no, no, uh, no. when I did Gods and Generals, um, I was the, besides Stephen Lang, who knew how to ride a horse. And, uh, you know, we, Stephen's like, a dear friend of ours. Ones, but they understand posting, of course. Uh, he's the most amazing human on the planet. Uh, we love, we love Stephen Lang. I love Stephen Lang more than he's my favorite. My favorite I've worked with. He, oh, that's he's cool. The best actor I've worked with. Yeah, um, he's good. I emulated him. I, I, ripped, I ripped his performance off so much on Gods and Generals because he was so impressive and it was so funny. Uh, one of the the best compliment I've ever gotten in my entire life was when we went to the premiere of the movie. And he grabbed me and he said, son, that was incredible. You remind me of me. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Well, I, I, I've, like, got, <clears throat> I've got you beat right because he literally said that I, I, I have you beat because Stephen Lang and I did a slow dance together. <laughs> so there. Uh, I interviewed him and we were talking about gay people and stuff and how uh, Lorenzo Lamas, how Lorenzo Lamas is a wonderful That's guy. And I love La Larry and he hugs me and kisses me in public because he's not a homo. Most guys that are not homophobic. He's not, not homo. Homo. Well, he's not a homo either. <laughs> but, you know, most guys think if you touch a gay guy, they, everybody's going to think you're gay. So Stephen Lang, when I interviewed him, we talked about that and I said, you know, well, you wouldn't dance with me. He said, I certainly would. And we got up and we danced a slow dance together. He is just the coolest guy in the world. I just love him. Absolutely. I think we lost him. No, he's there. He's frozen. I hate these shitty things. I wish we had pr proper equipment. That doesn't make any difference. Even Ellen gets people frozen. I know, poor Ellen. <laughs> it's poor Ellen. So, Jeremy, are you still there? Can you hear us? Rebel, I think we might have lost him. He he doesn't have uh his internet is a little off, I think. You're frozen a good He's shot of him. He's still in the studio right now, so it's probably patchy. Okay, see, it says Jeremy, your internet's having issues, so it's his internet, not us. Yeah, Jeremy's having issues. In the way, you guys, though, <clears throat> what a cool guy. So let's let's recap. You guys can follow him on uh, Twitter. He's at Sir Jeremy London. Uh, his new book is called A Little White Mouse in the President's House, and it's a kid's book. It's on Amazon. It's done very well. And um, hopefully you guys, if you have a child or, or someone who uh, might like to, to see it, you can go see it. Oh, look, he went to a different room. Uh, there, he <laughs> is. there he is. He's back. Is he it's back? a treat to beat your feet on the Mississippi mud. <laughs> Lordy, how they play it. Gee, da, da, da. That's okay. Hey, we're back. You're back, though, so we're my happy apologies. to see you back. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear we you. Can hear you. But did you hear my Lang uh, story, how he danced with me? I did, and that's wonderful, and I'm not surprised in the least. He's one of the kindest, most open-minded, open-hearted humans I've ever well, met. 
you know, his wife is a fabulous designer for theater, for, for stage, for movies. She's a costumer. And she's got gays all over the place. So Stephen knows a lot of gay people. He's not gay. Uh, Homophobic. Uh, no, gay angry. He's not gay. Yeah, he's fabulous. I so. don't like gay angry, you know. He's he's a wonderful guy. I mean, I just a cool dude. So let's... And you know, he did three avatars. They're coming out soon. He he just did three avatars that are coming yes, out too. Yeah, I love that. I, I love, love Avatar. those Avatar movies. And you know, it's so funny yeah. because when you see Steven in Avatar, he looks like six foot two, all muscles. And when you see him, he's a slight little man. He's not a big man at all, like you see in the films. <clears throat> Smaller frame, yeah, but his 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 strength. He just comes across as a big man because of his just the power and his voice and presence. Yeah, he's, and he's so he handsome. He was Stonewall Jackson. I mean. Amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that was very cool. The best actor I've ever seen. He's very uh, handsome. We liked nice. him a lot. We like him. So let's do a let's do a hypothetical for you because hey, you've been in. Pick yes. up my lady from birth. Oh, okay. She he's got to pick her up. All right, wait, wait. Let's do one more thing. All right. So you guys follow Sir Jeremy London on Twitter. He's at, he's at Sir Jeremy London. Get his book, A Little White Mouse in the President's House. We want to thank you for coming on. Sorry the internet wasn't great. We wish you all the success in everything that you're doing, and we'll see you soon. Right. And say hi to everybody we know. <laughs> bye. <laughs> bye. Sure will. Say hi, say hi to your yes, good well. brother. Say hi to your nice bye. brother. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, chat room. So um, my, <laughs> my husband doesn't let me watch Ellen anymore. Oh, that's funny. They were, you made an Ellen comment. They said my wife no, doesn't you let made, me watch you Ellen. You made the Ellen comment, not me. What did I? What did I say? Do you remember? You said even Ellen has. Oh problems. yeah, even Ellen has problems with it. See. Actually, everybody says she's not very nice. Well, we are. That's right. We're anyway, nice. What's up, know. chat room? Bye, Jeremy. He was a kind guest, and he's in a lot of things that yeah. that we have friends that we're in. But you know what? I forgot there was a war between those brothers once, and I think I shouldn't have talked so much about his brother being nice. I don't think they talk. I I think yeah, not, they do. I don't know about that because they don't really uh, say nice things about each other when you try to get something nice out of them. They, I will, you know, twins can be rival jealousy. You know, twins. Who wants to they're look like the most famous? Well, there's them and Sean and and Aaron Ashmore. I know, but famous. who wants who wants to look alike? How would you? Oh, God forbid, two Jimmy stars. I'd kill myself. Oh my God, it would be. We would oh, rule I would, the world. I would die. <laughs> I mean, I couldn't stand the narcissism and the conceit. Ugh, could you imagine two of you in a room? I'd slip my wrists. Please. Ugh. I or like two Ron it. Russells. Forget it. The world would be so delightful. The world would be so delightful, he says. <laughs> so let's do a quick commercial, you guys. Yes, um, yes, yes. That's all he's good for. Oh, uh, B. Claudia had asked me if I would just mention Dogs for Our Brave again, you guys. That's our yes. dear friend Marilyn and Andy Gladstein's uh, charity. It's dogsforourbrave.com. They provide service dogs uh, for veterans in need with post-traumatic stress disorder and ones who are missing limbs and have been injured in the war. And those are the veterans that have protected the company. And B. Claudia made a donation, and they sent a beautiful letter to him, and she loved it. She's excited. Anyway, these friends of ours are super-duper people. They are kind-hearted. They are generous. They are wealthy. They are beautiful. They are important. And uh, they decided to use all of their tools, should we say, to create this wonderful benefit where you give money and they're able to get dogs trained to help the invalid people that fought for us, to, that fought for our freedom. Uh, I love their benefit, and we give too. 
Absolutely. So give, give it, give it. Send a dollar, everybody. If everybody out there, if we're really 4.5 million people, if everybody sent one buck, one dollar, that's $4.5 million. So send it to them. They need it. And the, and the war veterans need it more. Nobody really cares about our vets. You know, they went to war. They got shot up in pieces. Ooh, so what? People have an attitude. You know, they asked for it. No, they didn't. They were defending us. We Americans. I hate any of those things when I see when people write bad things about veterans or cops. Well, I, I do also. And unfortunately, we have a society today of people who have the wrong idea about a lot of things. You got to like love it. All right, you guys. So so we want to, first of all, thank everybody for tuning into the show every week. Our show last week did very, very well with um, Joe Castro, special effects and uh, Lauren Monroe and Rick Allen from Def Leppard. Um, it was very good. I even ordered Rick Allen uh, Funko Pop. Uh, it'll be coming in the mail sometime soon. And uh, it was a lot of fun. But we want to thank everybody for tuning in every week. You can listen to us live every Wednesday from 12 to 2 p.m. Pacific time or 3 to 5 p.m. Eastern time on W4CY Radio, our home station. You can also hear us on K4HD Radio in L.A., Jackalope Radio in St. Louis, we're also on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, AudioBoom, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spreaker, Apple TV, Podbeam, Spotify, and Pandora. And on TV, you can see us on Comcast, Roku, Vimeo, YouTube, and JSW Television on the JimmyStarsWorld.com website. You know, usually guests, they stay long. <clears throat> Excuse me. They don't even want to get off the air. But he had to go get his girlfriend or something. What did he have to go get her? Pick her up? What, she, what, she couldn't use a, a, what is it called? A car service. Uber? A, a, Uber? Oh, I told him it was a half-hour interview, and we had him on for 50 minutes, so. Oh, well, too bad. <laughs> I mean, really and truly. Anyway, what do you it goes to do? show you who's who in Hollywood. You know, he hates L.A., but I guess maybe L.A. hates him a little, too. You never know. You never know. Some people in our business are just not nice, and producers and directors and fellow actors just don't like them, and they don't want to work with them, so they somehow... Yeah, but he Run away. All the time. I'm not talking about him. Oh, you're just I'm talking in general, general, people in general. I mean, you know, like, uh, what's the name? The, the Faye Dunaway. Nobody wants to work with Faye Dunaway. I mean, she was quite a star in her day. In the 70s Faye, and 80s, Faye Dunaway was big. Now she can't even get arrested. I mean, it's terrible. Because you have a reputation of being difficult and nasty and mean and selfish. Oh, like Jennifer Lopez and Ellen. They both have those reputations. Yeah. Well, Jennifer Lopez, we know because of our friend Cece. Uh, Cece said that when she was working with her as a dancer, they told people, don't even look at uh, J-Lo. She got in trouble for looking at her and yeah. she told him to go fuck off. Which is, <laughs> which is totally ridiculous. I mean, J-Lo is just a nice Puerto Rican girl from New York who happened to hit it big. She's not inbred society. She's not the queen mother's child. Who the fuck does she think she is? Anyway, I like her a lot. I like her work. But when it, but if I ever met her, I'd look her in the eye and say, "Now, bitch, say something. You'll be, you'll regret it. Yeah. <laughs> you will so regret it if you tell me not to look you in the eye." I love it. Oh, Don says again with the Ellen. Yeah, because Ellen's got all these reports about how she's not nice now on uh, everywhere. Everybody's starting to well, come out I about her. I find that gay men. Well, that's not true. I find no. I can't even go there because that's so stupid. People in general are all alike. Some are good, some are bad, some are nice, some are mean. Uh, I know a lot of queens here in Palm Springs. I like to bitch smack those faggots. I hate them. Oh, 
darling. They're such girls. They're such silly, merry fairies. And all they say are evil things about everybody in town. They always have something to say about somebody. And I know a lot of lesbians who are friends of mine, and the butch ones tend to be rough and tough because that's what they think men should be. And they're kind of like nasty. I had two friends of mine that were lesbians that I really distanced myself from because they really used to irk me with their um, butch toughness. You know, I don't care for men that way, you know, straight men, let alone lesbians. But anyway, we all have our bullshit. Absolutely. No one goes unscathed, darling. You like the lipstick lesbians. No, I have, no, I have a no. Yeah, I like this. Well, because they're more, they're more, they're more traditional. But no, I have a lot of drag butch, eighteen wheelers, I call them. You know, diesel dykes. I have a lot of those that are friends of mine in New York for years. Diesel dykes. Well, and they don't mind. They we laugh about. You know, gay people are allowed to say that. We don't say it with venom. I mean, yeah, I call them eighteen wheeler diesel dykes. And um, I have two of them that live in drag. They dress as men totally. And they're sweethearts. No, I have many, many gay friends. Are you kidding? You know, I grew up with gay people. Right. In New York City, in my business. I mean, if you, if, in show business, if you're uh, anti-gay, get out of the business, baby. Because it's run by gay people. There are more gay people in show business than in a beauty parlor. <laughs> Everybody in the beauty parlor is gay. <laughs> you got to, like, love everybody. I was a hairdresser, I know. Even the ones that say they're straight, they're half gay. Oh, the hairdressers? Yeah, they make believe. You know, for some reason, you know, when I was first coming out, I didn't want people to know I was gay either. I was ashamed. It was just stupid. Imagine being ashamed of being something that's nobody's business. How stupid of me. Actually, Teresa Sabin says nowadays gay people are in all the businesses. Yeah, but, but basically, you know, ballet and theater and movies and beauty parlors and interior decorating, we rule. We are the masters. Yeah, it's true. No, that's true. You know, when you want a lawyer, what do people say? Get yourself a good Jewish lawyer. And if you want a nice haircut, they say, go get yourself a fairy. Let him do your hair. Don't you love all these little tags they put on people? Actually, that's... That that problem is that you can't use those little tags anymore because we're so no, but they did. Correct. I mean, I was introduced. No, I know back then. Back then, I they, they would say, and this is my dear friend Ron Russell. He's gay, <laughs> and I would look at them and I'd say, "Yes, I am." Hello. I mean, what is I'm gay? Got to do it. My name in my introduction he used to flip me out. So I used to say sometimes if the hostess who I knew well, you know, usually she was a flamboyant woman, a, a fag hag. And she would say, oh, this is my friend, Ron Russell, and he's gay. And I'd say, yes, and this is my friend, and she's an old whore. <laughs> yeah. And then you go back. I got back. back. I'd say, oh, yeah, she's an old whore. I had a party at my house years ago, and I invited a very, very, very dear friend of mine who's a big fag hag. She's like a drag queen, like Norma Desmond. And when she left the party, I said to Mr. Blackwell, I said, Richard, what'd you think of my friend? He said, eh, just another old whore. So, you know, <laughs> everybody's got titles. I think everybody uses them privately, too. Maybe not oh, publicly. And mentally, in their mental silence, absolutely. The N word is used so many times, and you, people please, the, the gay word. Every, of course they do. Human beings do not 
they don't have a transmitter, I mean, or anything to turn off these words, unfortunately, because years ago they were not offensive. They were just part of being a character. Today, everybody, oh my God, is so offensive if you say something that's, you know, derog- like a like fag, hag, fag hag, you know, oh my God, oh my God, that's horrible. No, these are words that were said in jest with, uh, with great fondness. And of course, today, that's all been turned around and made it out to be mean and evil. The N-word, don't care for, because it does have a bad, uh, the N-word is not nice. I I don't care for that word. But any other word is okay. Fag, dyke, I don't give a shit. (laughs) It's okay. It's funny, though, but everything has become so politically correct. Oh, yeah. And unfortunately, I, mean, I had a friend of mine, a friend for many, many years, and I wrote on his Facebook page, stop using filters. Well, he went off on me all over the place. And all his little faggot friends, you know, the little drag queens, they were all saying, oh, that Ron Russell is so mean <laughs> that he said that. I mean, come on. We all use filters. Not I. I don't like them, but most do. But you don't put, you know, get your panties in a knot because of my saying, you know, you use a filter. Wow. Oh. Oh, oh, you know, get over yourself. That's so funny because, like Don Hinton said, uh, can you imagine Cardi B's new song? Which you probably don't know Cardi B, but that's the lady who just interviewed Joe Biden. But she has a new song. It's the number one streamed song in the history of music. Making fun of him? No, it's not making fun of him. It's like a sex song. It's like almost like having sex uh, with Joe Biden. No, not with Joe Biden. She interviewed Joe Biden. Like, why would the well, hell who would is she? She's a rapper. Why but Joe why, Biden? Wait, why is a rapper interviewing the president? Because they're trying to find to make him popular with black people, and so they had. You know, she's that's in, all bullshit. Black the- people don't even like him. <laughs> I mean, we have black friends that can't stomach him, and they feel they're being used. Oh, the name of the song is WAP. W A P WAP. That's Italian, and that's a derogatory. Um, but if you listen to the words in the song, the song I forgot what the that's words are, work, but they're working, terrible. WAP stands for working without papers. When the Italians uh, W-A-P. came in, huh? W A P. Oh, she had W A P. The the name of the song is WAP. W A P. Oh, they said WAP. I don't know how you pronounce it. WAP. Well, years ago they called the Italians WAPs, and that was because they worked without papers, meaning they weren't citizens. They were illegals that came here. So this one though, everybody should stream it and listen to it. I listen to it, and what, what is it? And I'm pretty. Uh, yes, it's very um, against. Joe Biden? Not against Joe Biden. It's just a song about fuck me, baby. Fuck me harder. I think you're disgusting. Do my, it's, it stands for like wet pussy or something. <laughs> I think you are really horrific and no, disgusting and local. Yeah, well, that's the person that Joe Biden's interviewing on TV. Like The song is the number one song in the history, which shows you the mentality of the people in the world because no song has ever had more streams than that song. It's only been out a week, and it's like the most popular song ever made in history. <laughs> well, not for anything, but the reason our show is number one for three years in a row is because it's a dirty show and because we curse and say filthy things. If we were a clean show like Barbara Walters, nobody would give a fuck and they wouldn't watch it. You're probably right. So people today like crew. Claudia would would watch it because she likes all the old and Lady Lake because they like all the old Hollywood stories. <laughs> yeah, but people that watch our show are all, you know, swing is young, groovy people or wild people or whatever. I mean, I don't think that the born again Christians watch our show. And no, Don, I can't believe that that's an actual song. It's terrible. I listen to it and I'm pretty open minded. I like all music and I listen to a lot of hip hop. Um, but I listened to that, and when I found that, listened to it, to the, I only listened to it for like 45 seconds, and I couldn't even believe it. 
We'll have to like we can't play that unfortunately. So check it out, you guys. It's I've never Cardi heard B. of this song. What, what, it's called WAP. W A P. What is the lyrics? Oh, uh, I don't know. Hang on, I'll, I'll I'll play a little bit of it. No, I don't want to hear it. Okay. I don't even. I don't want my brain to filter that shit. I don't even want to hear it. That's what I do, you know, folks. I don't watch the news anymore on television because I was getting really upset. Um, I have tuned away from politics. I'm 80 years old. It's your world, youngies. You run it. I ran my world years ago. Now it's my departure time soon, and I'm not departing this planet negatively. Good. Uh, they're, they're all saying good for you, Ron. I'm departing it positive. So when I get to the next dimension and I see all my friends that have gone before me, I will be a positive spirit. There you go. I'm asking if anybody knows what the WAP actually stands for. It stands for stupidity. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so much for this nonsense. See, this guest had to leave to go take his girlfriend somewhere. Bullshit. <clears throat> and now look all the airtime that we had to kill. People love it. They're like loving our conversation. We have a couple more minutes to go. I want to talk about Eileen Shapiro's tits. That's always good. <laughs> what you guys should get her book. No, she's like she might be listening, but she's not. She in the thing. Eileen's book is really good. Looking for Adam. I mean, I don't really like. Is that what it's called? Looking for Adam. At looking for Adam. Where were you? I don't know. Now I forgot the name of it. Isn't because that you're funny? getting old, darling. Anyway, um, you know, I know Eileen Shapiro a few years now. And when I met her, all she did was talk about adamant. She has spent fortunes of money going to England, Germany, all over the world following adamant. And she's always searching for Adam. Whatever it is, looking for Adam, <laughs> searching for adamant. It's adamant. They'll find the book. It's no big deal. <laughs> Maybe it's searching. I, I would have wrote written find. Oh, I, I would have written finding adamant is better than searching. Anyway, she has been a fan of his forever and ever. So I wanted to write adamant a letter and say, do me a favor. Would you kindly bang Eileen Shapiro? So she'll stop okay, I know chasing what. you. I know what WAP stands for now. D working without papers. No. Wet ass pussy. <laughs> Who wrote that? Cardi B. Here's the lyrics. Whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. There's some whores in this house. You know, get out of here. I, I said certified it. freak seven days a week. Wet ass pussy. Make that pull out game week. Woohoo. Class. Class. <laughs> and this is a woman. This is a woman with a lot of class. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why you should vote for Biden because she's going to represent him. Oh, yeah. It's called waiting for Adam. Waiting for Adam. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Angela. She's got a copy of it. Well, searching, finding, waiting. It's all the same <laughs> shit. She's looking to get laid by him, period. I would have written the title of the book, um, Trying to Screw Adamant. Anyway, Eileen Shapiro is a wonderful person. And I love her to death. And we do have more fun with her boobs, gigantic boobs. And she thanks me all the time. She says, Ron, thank you for making my boobs so famous. Famous. <laughs> it is true. Everybody now comments, they're gigantic. I mean, forget about it. She slept over here, you know, a couple of times. And in the morning, she didn't have a bra on. She just had a nightgown. And I thought, oh, my God, those, those they like guitars, you know, two mandolins. And they don't hang. They don't hang like you would think they she trip on them, right? When she walked, no. They're like up there still. Gigantic things up there, like two pyramids. You got to like love it. So she sits at the breakfast counter and she lifts them up and she rests them on the counter. And in between her boobs go the crumbs from her, her bagel. You got to like love <laughs> it's it. It's so cute. I love her. 
So who else could we talk? I was about? trying to think of how do I make that stop that noise. I don't know how to make that stop. You don't know anything. I know. Well, it comes through my email, but you have to have the email to get this to work. So I don't. We know need how to, to have do different it. equipment. We got to get rid of these computers and go back to cameras. No, doesn't matter. You still have to have the computer no matter what. Well, I would There's like. No to, way to just, isn't there a way to transmit through a camera like a television no. show? I mean, we are a television show, but looking into a computer, I feel like we're really not a TV show. I've done television, and I know what those cameras look like. Whatchamacallit? Uh, Dawn says she loves it when the way the word bra sounds when someone from New York says it. Say bra. Bra. <laughs> How are you supposed to say it? Bra. Bra. A bra. A bazia. If you want it from Brooklyn, bazia. it's a, a bazia. Tony Curtis used to say bazia. Because, you know, Tony Curtis, I love Tony Curtis. When Tony was on film, he would try so hard to speak correctly like Frank Sinatra. Frank Sinatra did the same thing. He tried to lose his Jersey accent. And they would work on it with voice coaches and, and tutors. But in private world, not that I ever met Frank, but Tony, I know, Tony would relax and he would be from the Bronx. You know, he's a Jewish boy from the Bronx. And he had all the Jewish overtones and the accent in a bazia. A banana, a, a, a banana, how do you say, banana, I forgot how he said banana. Anyway, I used to laugh because the two of us together, we sounded like two retards, two illiterates from the streets of New York. I mean, I don't know who is more guttural than your eye. I said, hey, Tony, how are you? What the fuck is up? He'd say, you yeah, nothing, wrong. What the fuck's doing with you? I said, I don't know. <laughs> so we sounded like, I don't know what. How do you say Dawn? Dawn. 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 DW, it's not Don. It's Don. She she just wanted to know because she's because of the way you because she's the one who said bra too. Oh, it looks like our guest is here. Um, so hold on, let's see. I hope this one stays and doesn't have to pick up its girlfriend. There we go. He's got a boyfriend, a husband. Oh, I hope he stays and he doesn't have to pick up his boyfriend. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, you guys We're having a homosexual guest. Oh my god, it's shocking. I must do novenas. He's a Broadway star. I guess it's, it must be out. Uh, of course he's public, gay. It's public knowledge. Oh, of course he's gay it's if he's public, a Broadway star. Because it's public knowledge because the fact that you got married is on your Wikipedia. Hey, Rodney, how you doing? Hello. How are you both? Terrific. Good, good. Where'd you get those teeth from, you son of a bitch? Look at those gorgeous teeth. I bought them. No, I'm kidding. No. <laughs> I would love to have a smile like that. That smile is so beautiful. I have a little oh. mouth. Big mouth, but little. And when I smile, you don't see my teeth. But when I see people like you that show uppers and lowers, beautiful smile. Oh, Look at thank that. you. Thank you so much. You're, Hold on. Let's, let's, do let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Is your husband beautiful, too? Yes. Yes, he is. I love it. Hold on, let's do a real intro, please. And we, uh, a fuckface wants me to do an intro. Excuse okay. me. This is my husband, by the way. Oh, my God. How could you tell? <laughs> All right, you guys. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, actor, dancer, playwright, Broadway superstar Rodney Hicks. Hello and welcome to the show. Hello, everyone. How are you? Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Ron. Hi, baby. How are you? So I before am doing we get started, great. before Good. we get started, we have a, a, a chat room full of people, many countries represented. So please say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, everyone in the chat room. And they're all talking about your smile also, which I mean, is unbelievable. I mean, he's got teeth of death. His teeth are fabulous. <laughs> I'm sure they hire you on Broadway just for your teeth. No. <laughs> I mean, if you smile on stage, we could see you up in the third balcony. <laughs> I appreciate that. I'll take that. 
<laughs> so um, we've got you on. So you're uh, are you in New York right now? No, I live in Denver, Colorado. Okay. Oh, so oh, Denver. Isn't that okay. an anti-gay state? Yes. No, no, the opposite. We have a gay, an out gay governor. Oh, yay. I, I remember a couple of years back, people said, do not go to Colorado, Colorado, because they're really anti-gay. No, <laughs> no, no. Be here now. They're, um, they're, it, it, I, I don't sense that. I don't get that at all, actually. Um, well, no, I don't feel yeah, that. But you know what? You, 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 like we are, we, we, we live in a different world. I mean, uh, CeCe Pennington, you know, finally, I discussed oh, yeah. this. I discussed this with C. She's a good friend of ours, and I discussed it with CC. I said, CC, what's going on today? It's so crazy. She said, Ron, we don't know it because we live in a different world. We live in the world of of theater entertainment, mm. and, and we don't really know what's what's anti-gay, because you know everybody in our business is gay. So all gay. Actually, we have a, a friend of ours in the chat room, Angela, and she said she lives in Denver and it's fabulous there. So right. oh she yeah, says she says hello. She's one of the hi people Angela. She's one of the people admiring your teeth. So, and she's a, she's a producer of the movie I'm in, Clown Motel too. Get a I plug in it. whenever you can. <laughs> there you whenever go. you can, honey. Whenever so you guys, you if you want Wait. to follow Rodney, you can follow him on Instagram. His Instagram is at Rodney Hicks here, H E R E, and um, his website is www.rodneyhicks.net. Okay, before you go into all that stuff about him, that you know who, what he does and all that nonsense, I got to get to the nitty gritty, sweetie pie. <laughs> Get over here. Listen, Louise, get over here. How'd you meet him? Where'd you meet him? And, and how did he come on to you? Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, my husband, Chris, uh, we met doing a show. Oh, this is a fabulous story. We met doing the show Oklahoma. And it was uh, the first all black, uh, first pr professional production of Oklahoma. It was all black Oklahoma. And he's white. And uh, we, I was playing Curly. And uh, and we just we really hit it off, and you know the show closed, and we were like, "What is this?" And um, I just took a leap of faith. Uh, we went to Mexico like three months later, and then I moved to the West Coast, and I moved from New York City, uh, and at that time to Portland, Oregon, and uh, and we've been together for oh my gosh, nine years. Yeah, we've been married for seven. Jimmy and I are married 10 years in October, so you're uh, around the same time we are. Yes. So is he is he nice to you? He treats you good? Oh, gosh, very much so. Very much so. He's a, just a beautiful human being. Yeah. Good. Well, nine years is a good test. Yes. We yes. have an echo. Wait, hang on, hang on. Studio, studio attendant, we have an echo. Can you get rid of it, please? Let's hear it. Okay, we got rid of the echo. Good. Okay, so now listen to me. Um how am I going to put this nicely without upsetting the world? I have I have a lot of, uh, I hate white and black and all that shit, but, you know, we have to do it. I have a lot of white friends who only date black men. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I said to my white friends, well, I've dated a couple of black guys, but, I mean, why do you only date black men? Mm. And they said, because if you date a white guy, you waste a lot of time and you wind up with six inches. But if you date a black guy, <laughs> you can wind up with 12 inches. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so now you, I am you so know glad that. I took a nap before this interview. <laughs> <laughs> I have another one at three o'clock at my time. I'm on MSD time. And I'm like. This wait is a just minute. fun. This is fun. <laughs> so wait a minute. So you've heard this also. You've also heard this. Don't play dumb. 
So I friends of mine said it's not true. I, they said that all men are equal, and I loved that because I do believe that all people are equal. So you got some big schlongs, you got some Minnie Mouse meat, you got some, you know, <laughs> you got some chubby. I, I, you know, I agree with that. Um, you know, like, really, I mean, we both have dated, like, men of every race. So I definitely believe that uh, the uh, eggplant um it doesn't matter the color of the eggplant to be have an eggplant <laughs> that? that was quick that was awesome it, it's true it's or a, zucchini but it's it, it's you know it's a, it's something they think about gay men uh right away if you date a black guy they go oh she's a size queen she wants a big one dogs in the chat room going what the fuck right <laughs> And, and that's not necessarily the case. I dated a black. Well, he really wasn't black. Yes, he was black. He was Jamaican and English and some other shit, maybe German or something. And he was a stunningly looking, gorgeous guy. I mean, beautiful, you know, black skin, gorgeous little nose. And, you know, down below, I wouldn't write home. <laughs> So it must have been his English Irish. Yeah, you know, we're like we're like gay, and we work with a lot of Ron's in a lot of movies, also yeah. like you are. And you are not gay. And uh, no, I'm not gay. And, I'm uh, straight. And so we're always straight in the dress with us. We're always in the uh, in the dressing room with girls, and they always let us in because we're gay. And so they're all talking about all the Hollywood celebrities that they've like slept with, and who's got big meat, who's got little meat. It's hilarious, you know, because you because half the people have been on this show. So now when I look at them, I look at them totally different. Like, oh yeah, they said you've only got like a thumb. Oh and no. <laughs> Oh yeah, you'd be surprised. Oh no, sweetie, you'd be surprised how many disappointments are in our business. <laughs> and these broads, are, these are all beautiful, sexy girls with big bazooms, and they all had hot boyfriends and famous actors that we all I'm know. Like really famous. And really famous, <laughs> and they just sat there. I mean, they were in there. They pay. were dishing it. They were, they were just pay. giving you the tea. No, <laughs> I was. It was. I was on a film called Clown Fear. Yeah. And uh, we were in the trailer, big trailer, beautiful trailer. And mm -hmm. I was when they were six of these great, beautiful actresses. Mm -hmm. And all six were discussing all the men they screwed in the business and how big their meat was oh, and who they were. And I was sitting there just fascinated. I said, you know what? You sound like a pack of queens because oh. this is what the queens oh. talk about. <laughs> <laughs> but women do the same thing, so I guess. Anyway, off, the, right, off the meat. Now let's talk now about let's him. Let's talk a about your career. All right, so hold on. So, first of all, uh, well, I want to tell you, we're, we're going to go back to Broadway. Um, but yeah. before I go back to Broadway, um, I want to just tell you, Ron has a really good friend, and she won the Tony for Memphis. That was her play oh, yeah. on Broadway. Who? Fran Bazaar. Fran Do you know Bizarre. Fran Bazaar? I love Fran. Francine. Um, I am friends with Fran for over 50 years. When Fran oh, was married to Jack Borgenick, mm -hmm. I used to go up to that wonderful place in New Jersey where Jack was in a trail, was in a uh, machine digging it out to make the lake. He was built. Jack was building that. Jack Borgenick was probably one of the most interesting, fabulous men in the world. Mm. Fran. Fran is my my dearest and best friend, and forever. she can cook. Oh my yes. god! Yes, and she can bake. She can yes. bake. That's yes, exactly. And, and if you've never had her, her little, what is it she makes now? Her, her brownies, Franny's brownies. Forget about it. Yes, she. I was in uh, Come From Away, and she's one of the producers on that. Um, investors, and she would bake those brownies, honey, and like they were gone. They were in the green room and she, just gone. Wonderful. Part of gold. 
Let me do a quick story about Franny Bazaar. Mm -hmm. Fran calls me up. I was living in New York, I believe, at the time. And she said, Ron, I want you to come to a cocktail party at the firehouse. Because, you know, she lives in the converted firehouse mm -hmm. in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. And she said, there are some people here that you've got to meet. They are so good for your career. I come looking great, be on your best behavior. You know, you could be charming when you want. Keep, so your mouth, keep your mouth clean. You know, be a gentleman. Look stunning. I love you to death. Come, darling. I went. I'm walking in the door. And she said, Ron, have you ever have a, had a mango martini? I said, no, I've never had a mango martini. So I had one, then I had two, then I had three. They were so delicious, I had six. Well, an hour later, I was sitting on the floor talking to some broad next to me who turned out to be a big producer's wife. <laughs> and she's inviting me to the Hamptons for a weekend. And I'm cursing up a storm and carrying on like there's no tomorrow. Talk about like a movie. This is like a fucking movie, right? And I don't know, when I left, I peed myself. <laughs> Oh, I did. I peed myself. That's how drunk I was. Oh, and, my gosh. Oh, yeah. You had a great time. <laughs> I'm sure you did. <laughs> I made such an ass of myself. So the next day I said to Franny, I said, so what's, when's the next cocktail party? She said, for you, honey, never. <laughs> <laughs> But she and was laughing. She, she was joking. So no, she was, she was laughing. So she love. comes yeah. to my she comes to my house for dinner all the time. I mean, no, Franny okay. is a sweetie pie. Yes, I, yes. As I said, I know her over fifty years. We've been very mm. close friends. So when you see her, say Ron Russell sends his love. Done. Yes. We yeah. used to live in Pennsylvania, and right. we would drive into New York to go to events and see her and see other people and stuff. Now we live in Palm Springs, California. Beautiful. So. So now we're out in Palm Springs. Yeah. So, mm. all right. So now we're going to do some bragging for, for Rodney, you guys. First of all, uh, one of the, the biggest independent movies of 2020. It's out right now. It's called mm. Mighty Oak, and uh, it's doing extremely well. Everybody's watching it. It's a music-inspired show. It stars Janelle Paris from Pretty Little Liars, Tommy Reagan, who's like a little kid who was in School of Rock, um, who's, who's really one of the big stars, mm -hmm. uh, Carlos Pina Vega. His sister, Alexa, Ben Milliken, Levi Dillon, who's Bob Dillon's, I think, grandson, Gianna Harris, and Raven Simone, and you. Um, and it is a hit, hit, hit movie, you guys. It's a musical. Oh. Everybody needs to see it. Tell us a little bit about, first of all, how did you even get it? How'd you get it? You know, um, my friend Frank Reagan, he was one of the exec, he's one of the exec producers of the film. He, uh, two years ago, he just uh, sent me a text and said, you know, there's a role in this film that I think you'd be um, dynamite and uh, would you want to put yourself on tape and I said sure and I put myself on tape in the corgi scene and uh, I found out I got the job uh, on New Year's Eve yeah hey, that's a good happy new year <laughs> it, it really was it really was and we just had an extraordinary time filming it and we all became friends and we're still friends to this day it was wonderful it was really you're, wonderful. A, very, you're a very handsome man how tall are you thank you I'm 5'11 I figured that so you're tall and thin and handsome. Yeah, Broadway stuff. You, you look like Broadway stuff. I appreciate you. Oh, you yeah. know how many people I know from Broadway, darling? A lot, I'm, I'm sure. Oh, I could drop names to make you spin. Hang on, go back. because I how, want about, everybody... how, how about Ethel Merman? Ooh, okay. everything's coming up oh, roses. He, Wait he, a minute. He's 80, just I'm, so you I'm know. I'm 80 years old. What? So oh, yeah. So yes. Okay, 80. Yes. So these are, these <laughs> are all great. These, these, thank you. Who was these, the lady who just died? Who just died last year? The one uh, with the white hair. 
The lady that just died. The Broadway lady who just died. Like, fucking, like. My like, friend? The, yeah, she was like the biggest thing. Carol Channing. Yeah, Carol Channing. Oh, Carol, Carol yeah. Channing. No, yes. Carol died more than a year ago. No, it was like since we lived here. So. Yeah, Carol is a good, was a good friend of mine for many, mm-hmm. many years. Uh, Mitzi Gaynor. Um, mm-hmm. uh, oh, oh, Jesus Christ. How can I forget? What's her name? Um, the choreographer, the redhead. What was her name? Famous. Oh, you know, she can't beat her name. But she was, she did all. She was on Broadway in Sweet Charity. Uh, Gwen Verdon, Gwen, Gwen Verdon, Verdon. Mm. and of course, the dream boat of my life is my little Puerto Rican woman, my cat woman. You know who I mean? Who? I'm just gonna let you tell it. <laughs> no, he knows. She, uh, she forgot. He forgot the name. That's why. No, no, I do remember. I know her well. I love her. You know her also. She's the queen of Broadway right now. She's the hundred. Speaking old. of Cheetah Rivera. Cheetah Rivera. Cheetah Rivera. Mm-hmm. I love. Hang you. on, I want to so go back. Fabulous. Wait, wait, I we have to go Cheetah. back, you guys. We have to go back to Mighty Oak because this is like a big deal. This is like, first of all, you guys. I mean, anybody who knows anybody knows these are like huge. These are like people that are all in the top. Well, a lot of them are in the top thousand on IMDb. Janelle Parrish at one time was number one oh, on IMDb, yeah. meaning she was the biggest star in Hollywood mm-hmm. uh, at that time. Um, Raven Simone is the is that's so Raven from Disney who hosts. Isn't she the isn't she the host on The View? Uh, she was. She yeah, was. she was the host on The View. Alexa Pena Vega is from Spy Kids, mm-hmm. and uh, and she's actually married to Carlos. Oh, she's married to him? Yes. Okay. Uh-huh. I didn't uh-huh. know that. Okay. Yeah. And they're just such a beautiful couple. I looked up their, I looked people. up the Twitter followings of everybody in the movie, and, uh-huh. and most of the people in the movie have like three or four million followers it's uh, crazy. in this movie. I mean, these are like huge, huge people. And it's a musical. Basically, it's a phenomenal story. Everybody needs to go see it. It's, it's available on all the digital download platforms. I want to do a big plug for it since we brought you on originally Thank to you. talk about it so we can talk about all the other stuff. But it is a great movie. It's a great accomplishment for you to actually be cast in this movie however you get in it you know you take every advantage that you can and uh, they didn't send me a link for it yet but i'm gonna watch it uh, i've had tons of people watch it because i uh, i work with uh, holly a lot uh, on different things and so like I adore uh, holly yes. i've heard everything she's is a really, cool lady holly I, uh, I haven't seen any bad reviews on this film at all i mean it's got mm-hmm. everything that everybody seems to like okay like. i want to ask him an important question a serious okay. question how desperately are you missing Broadway? Oh, that's a really beautiful question. Well, for me, um, I left my last Broadway show, Come From Away, uh, three years ago because I was diagnosed with a neurological condition called spasmodic dysphonia. And what happened is that wait, 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 I- What the hell is that? Yes, exactly. Um, it is a condition that affects your voice. And for some time, I lost the ability to speak uh, properly, to speak clearly, and I couldn't, I could no longer sing. So I departed the show, and my father was dying of cancer at the time. And you flash forward, I left the show in June. I'm sorry, uh, yes, June of 2017. And then my father died on March 12th. March 12th, the morning that I, he passed, I woke up and because I would always kind of check to see if something was there and I regained the ability to talk again. And then on my birthday, I could sing. And of course, I spent a year and a half uh, working therapy and trying to get it all back together again. And so this movie came at a real pivotal, pivotal time in my life because I thought, well, I'll 
never work again because I could barely talk. And uh, but then everything came together, and uh, I got the movie, and then it was a string of just taking it one job at a time. And now I'm here and um, I have the full range of my voice back again. And I'm just really grateful. Well, hey. you speak beautifully. Thank you. And, you, and Thank your you. voice sounds like it's a gorgeous baritone voice. <laughs> I am a baritone. Yes, I, I know am that. a baritone. And, I, and nobody can sing as, this is a, I love this one. This is an all black joke. Old Man River. I mean, why they ask, ask all black baritones to sing Old Man River? Mm, I will mm. never know. It's so racist. But anyway, um, <laughs> you know, I feel that way, don't you? Typecast. Yeah. It you is know. a very old song. <laughs> it's a good song. comes from beautiful musical. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think you're terrific. You know, Thank when you. we're in New York, I think we should have dinner with oh, you and your guy. He's in Denver. Oh, you're in Denver. Oh, but I travel everywhere. Yeah. Well, when you come to LA, if you come to LA and you want to head up to Palm Springs, you and your guy, come over. We'll make. I cook Italian. We'll have a good. Thank you. And I know I'm going to just laugh the entire time. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, I really love your humor. It's funny. We have we have some uh, sensational friends who you would love to be with, mm -hmm. and we would have a nice dinner party. You um, know what, too? That was your father looking out for you. Oh no, that was his father giving him back his voice. Yeah, I didn't want, I didn't want I, you know that's oh, exactly what it was. Oh, yeah, we had yeah. a we had a you know. I love my father and thankfully we had a reconciliation a real great reconciliation a month before he passed so thankfully I'm not carrying uh, any unresolved stuff because yes. we resolved it and I really right. believe that if we didn't resolve it maybe I wouldn't be talking again you know so oh, he gave you your voice back I, I believe that to be true yes now, another question here we go with the tough questions mm-hmm a nice little black boy from wherever decides he wants to be on Broadway. Mm. So how the fuck did you do it? Yes. And actually, I was seven years old when I knew that I wanted to do Broadway. I was that kid who I'd never listened to the radio. Like, growing up, I was, you gave me a Broadway, original Broadway cast album. That was my radio. And I mean, and it was my first uh, album that I bought with my own money. And I wore that album out thinking that one day that I could play Annie. And, um, and then it was the wit. It was just. Wait, you wanted, you wanted to play Annie? I didn't know. I, I, I just thought. <laughs> that would have been fun. <laughs> I related to her, you know, and right. I really did in her journey. And um, but I grew up going to the library all the time just to check out the original Broadway cast albums and figuring out, ooh, how could I rewrite this into the musical in my mind based on the songs? And a funny story, my grandmother, we would do, my cousins and I, we would uh, do like little entertainment in the, in the living room, you know, for every event, family gathering. And I said, Grandma, we should do the whiz in the living room. And, and we should put out uh, a sign for in the neighborhood, like an audition sign for everyone in the neighborhood. She said, you are not bringing all those people up in my house. <laughs> and, and I said, why? <laughs> you know, I'm like, can, we can, I, I can stage it. And I think I was about 12 years old or 11. And I just had it all visioned out. And she said, no. And I said, well, I'm going to write the book based on the song. She said, it's already written. And I said, I know, I know, but that's their version. I'm going to do this version. My ver your version. <laughs> and she just said, it's already written, honey. Write, write your own. And 
And no, no one. Can. Yes, I did many times. But she said, you know, you're not bringing all these people in my house. And that was the end of that. <laughs> I okay, like so, so years I and years and years and many thousands of years ago, there was a publicity gimmick they had going in New York City <laughs> looking for young men for West Side Story dancers. OK, <laughs> that was a, it was all bullshit, of course. <laughs> and I went down thinking that I was going to be one of the dancers in West Side Story. This <laughs> is, by the way, before it came out on Broadway. Uh-huh. This is back in 1950, whatever. Well, <laughs> I I really I remember auditioning for We Are the Jets, da, 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 and jumping up in the air and kicking my leg, looking like a, a giraffe in heat. And they said to me, okay, you're cut. And I had the nerve to say, why? Wasn't I good? They said, no, you're ethnic looking, but you just can't dance. <laughs> oh, you know. It's okay. I yeah. I, I had an audition like that. Um, I was auditioning for this was oh my gosh. I think 1995, and uh, I was part of the original cast of uh, the Broadway show Rent, and so it was before this. And I auditioned for Tommy Tunes. Uh, I uh, love Busker Tommy. Ali. Yes, Busker Ali never came to Broadway, but my grandmother said because uh, because tap dancing wasn't my thing at that time and. Uh, and so she said, you can do everything else. She kind of screamed at me <laughs> and uh, because I was just like, ah, so I bought the tap dance shoes. I went to the audition. <laughs> I sang my song and I made it past that. And I had the dance call. I, I never felt so mortified because I tried it. I fell. Uh, I felt twice <laughs> and I picked up my, I remember I, I must've been, I think I was like 21 years old. I picked up my bag and just quietly tried to leave the room as they were doing the combination. And the casting director was saying, why are you leaving? I said, did you, did, were you watching? <laughs> I said, I am not, I can't do this. <laughs> yes. And, but you know what I learned? Uh, in that moment, that was the last time I ever walked out of an audition because I thought it was like, it's not about being perfect. You know, they're not looking for that. And no. so I learned that very early on that just be you, you know, but that at that point in my life, being me was someone who could not tap dance. <laughs> okay. well, that's, yeah. that's okay. I was 16 years old, by the way, when I thought I could be in West Side Story. What the hell do you know at 16? You know nothing. You know, you're all full of nothing. All I know is that every guy used to follow me at 16. Oops. And, now, and now no one does. So let's do some. <laughs> let's do some. That's not true. He gets followed everywhere he goes. Oh, let's yeah, do right. some more bragging real quick. So you guys in Broadway, first of all, he's done a, every every possible play on the planet, off Broadway and, 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 uh, all, and all over the world. But on Broadway, he was in Rent, which is one of my absolute favorites. I know I every song. Rent. I know every I song. Love, love Rent. Um, I love it. And I saw it on Broadway back in the day. Right. Um, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. Jesus Christ, if you, Superstar. If we knew you were in it, we would have come back in the green room and said hi. <laughs> Rent, Jesus Christ, Superstar, the Scottsboro Boys. He was raised in Philadelphia. He performed in the 2008, the 62nd Annual Tony Awards. He was in the Rent Live 2019 TV movie and the Rent film live on Broadway also. So, like, you're like a Rent motherfucker, boy. You're like, <laughs> And I love it because the music is so great. It's on so TV, great. you guys and his acting, uh, you've you might have seen him on episodes of Leverage, Grim, NYPD Blue, or Law and Order, Criminal Intent, and and now you've got the Mighty Oak, which I want to bring in back and bring it back to that real quick. But so tell us, so you've done all these wonderful things. If you could be in, if you could be in any Broadway musical 
that you haven't been in, which one would you have liked to been in and what character would you like to play? It's a great question. Um, I think I, I can no longer sing this material any longer, but um, I would want to play, want to have played George Washington in Hamilton. Um, that, that would be the role, but the role that I grew up like my entire life, I thought I'm going to portray this character on Broadway uh, is the leading player in Pippin. And a funny story about that, when I first moved to Portland, uh, they were having auditions for that. And I passed on the auditions uh, because I chose, and they kept calling, and I chose love because I thought, well, I just moved here and I'm really, I'm in a relationship that I'm like, wow, this is life-changing for me. And it was a, and it was, you know, an audition. So it wasn't like I got offered the role, right? But right. I just, I didn't want to put my hat in the ring for some reason. And Patina Miller amazingly uh, took over, um, played the role uh, and reinvigorated uh, what the role could be. So, uh, you know, I, I firmly believe what is yours will never pass you by. And for me, it was, that wasn't meant for me. So I'm also a playwright and, and writer, and that's really my focus outside of focusing on taking it to the next level with television and film at this time in my life. I like love it. Actually, Corner of the Sky is like one of my favorite Broadway songs from Pippin. It used to be my anthem. My personal anthem. Oh, I like love that song. If I had to do a Broadway musical, I would want to do Mame, and I would want to be Mame Dennis and Drag for sure, <laughs> because and that's my name. Yes. my favorite musical in all the world is Angela Lansbury. Who I, I can see you role. actually playing that role. That's what's that's what's really great about it. Now, <laughs> I really could. Now, Angela Lansbury. Angela Lansbury was Mame. Lucille Ball never should have touched it. It was a disaster. Oh, wow. And and to date. I only think of Mame with Angela Lansbury, as She's well as Gypsy up. with Gypsy with my Ethel Merman. Mm. I mean, Ethel was from Queens, where I came from, Astoria, and Ethel had my accent. And when I spoke with her, I could hear her from three blocks away. Mm. Ethel spoke like I mean, you couldn't help but hear her. And I remember asking her, a, <laughs> no, I remember asking her a stupid question. I said, why did you divorce Ernest Borgnine? And she just looked at me. She said, why don't you just mind your fucking business, Ron? I said, okay. Oh, she was real. She was that. Oh, okay. I, love I love it. I love it. I love it. When she did Gypsy and she said, and how do you like them egg rolls, Mr. Goldstone? Nobody could deliver that line like she did. You know, I saw a YouTube clip of Angela Lansbury in that role. Oh, she was wonderful. Woo. Oh, she was marvelous beyond belief. Oh my gosh. She stole my heart. Yeah, I, and you I, know who else was really great? Bernadette Peters was uh, underrated I know in that role. And I just, you know, I saw, I was a woof. Bernadette is like coming for you, you know. She was great. Yeah, but it, it wasn't her role. Bernadette did Sunday in the Park with George. I <laughs> love Bernadette in that. Mm. Mm. Uh, I thought you did a great job, but um, so Mame, uh, it, it, it was Angela's piece, and I'm only mm. sorry. I'm only sorry it was never filmed. Yeah, because yeah. it was a piece of work that you will never see again. So mm. Tim, Tim O'Donnell in the chat room says he just got Amazon. He's going to watch Amazon Video on demand tonight. Angela Joseph mm. says she followed you on Instagram. She's the one who lives in Denver and does a lot of film and television stuff in Denver. Oh. She says if you need anything, reach out to her. Thank you, Angela. 
Oh. And um, so, okay, so let's do another hypothetical because your film career is really kind of like just now, really, because like, Madioka is a big deal. Um, it's going to start blowing up now from here. Um, uh, if you had whatever is meant, will be a bucket list though. Who's a male and female actor that you'd like? Oh my God, if I could work with anybody, I would love to work with these two people. And let's put it out in the universe for you and see if we if it comes true. Yes. Well, wait a minute. We do that all the time with movies. Let's make it theater. Let's make it stage. No, no I already did theater. Oh, we did. I would like to do um, film. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think there's many. There's many. There's many. There's many. Um, <laughs> there, there really is. Um, I, I have to start with my first go-to is she would tell Edge for. Um, he's my contemporary, really um, extraordinary. Um, there is Andrew Scott. Um, I, I, I think is a fabulous actor. Um, I'm, and, you know, of course, of course, of course, I would love, 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 love to uh, co-star in a film with Denzel Washington playing my dad um, in some oh, cool. way, shape or form. Um, that is like a bucket list. Um, and of course, I would love to be in a film with Angela Bassett um, because I just, you know, but well, that'll also, happen. Viola Davis, I just, I just kind of like this to her, well, you think, know. Um, I think How to Get Away with Murder is like one of the best. These are all fabulous actors and actresses Viola, you're naming. Viola, Viola, it's, it's one of the best TV shows ever made, like ever. <laughs> yes, yes, and you know, um, I, I mean, the, the list goes on for me because it, it, it's, you know, um, the the woman. Gosh, why am I blanking on her name? Um, I would love to do something with Lily Tomlin. I know, I know, she's getting up there. Lily, Lily God, is wild. She's just so. Lily is wild. You watch Grace and Frankie, or Frankie Wait, and Grace? I, met, I have. I, yes, it's love fabulous. We I love met. It. I was working the upstairs, the downstairs in Greenwich Village in maybe 1960 or something like that. Mm -hmm. In drag as Jane Russell, and Lily Tomlin was just starting off, and she was with her girlfriend, this beautiful redhead. Uh, I never, or oh, what a lovely girl. And Lily Tomlin, everybody was saying, She's strange. That's a weirdo. Did you see her? She's strange. And I turned, around, I turned around and I said, Yeah, that strange girl's going to be a star. Mm. She had the humor that no one else had in stand up. And mm. she's. I adore Lily Tomlin. I think she's still with that redhead, by the way, who's now grayhead. Wow. Yeah, there's there's so many actors that, um, and, and I really do feel that I'm in my prime right now, and I feel that I'm in such a beautiful place internally uh, to be able to let go, you know, because I, I know when I was in my 20s and 30s, uh, early 30s, I wasn't out. I wasn't comfortable with uh, being an out gay actor. So now I'm just like, bring it, you know? And um, yeah, yeah. It, it's really what I've dreamed of and was afraid of, I guess, but no longer. Coming out has made you a better actor. Oh, yeah. I've had to act all my life straight, like a Brooklyn tough guy, because I'm Italian. <sighs> Isn't it the worst? It is the worst. Now that I'm out and I can act like a big screaming queen, I act like a Brooklyn tough guy without, <laughs> without having to. You know what I mean? It's yes, absolutely yes. a freedom that doesn't go. I made a movie with Sophia Loren in 1959 called That Kind of Woman. And wow. that's my dream is to work with Sophia again. I'd love to play her mm. husband. Oh, I love that. 
I would love two old bags. We'll call the movie. I actually would love to play in terms of roles, dream roles. I would love to play someone who identifies as who's like a man by day, or 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 identifies as uh, a trans woman by not you know by day or by. I, I would love to step into that shoes, those shoes, for someone who identifies as a male. But you know what I mean. So that oh, I can absolutely play. know what you mean. I, I just I'm, something I would love to do. I was sent a script. I was sent a script, and it was called Drag Queens from Out of Space. It's an outrageous comedy, kind of like a divine film, you know, that sort of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And, and they wanted me to be the lead, and I play Moon. What was my name? Moon, Miss Moon. Miss Moon, I think. Mm -hmm. And we come to Earth to find husbands because there are no husbands left on our planet. We've mm -hmm. eaten them all. Because, oh we're, because we're zombie, <laughs> we're zombie drag queens. Well, it's not that kind of film I want to do, but. <laughs> no, but, wait a minute, but wait a minute, but wait a minute. These films live forever. They become occult classics. Mm -hmm. And I think this zombies, uh, drag queen zombies from outer space could be the ultimate camp, like Killer Tomatoes or Killer Tomatoes. Oh, gosh, Killer Tomatoes, yes. You know, I, I, yeah, I would want to do one that's not camp at all, that is someone really going through it, you know, uh, a transition. Uh, I don't know why it's like calling. And, and so that would be really kind of wonderful one day. Well, you're a writer, write it, damn it. I am. You can do well, it. Uh, you know, that, but that's a role that I just want to play. I want to just portray, you know, for me, I, I love writing and I don't like to write for myself. I love writing for other people to play, you know, and so that I can just kind of, wow. This is it, and really just love on their talents, you know. Okay, you so you should write it wait, though, because I'm a wait, big shit producer. So, so make make <laughs> listen, make believe you're writing it for me, and then when you film it, you take the role. Ah, uh, you know. <laughs> I want to say first of all, because we have, uh, you know, we have two guests on every week, and we got like six minutes left. I know you have another interview, but we have six <sighs> minutes left, and we're done. Oh, great. And, uh, uh -huh. So we have a chat room full of people, and you're getting so many compliments in the chat room about how well spoken you are, how handsome oh, you are. You. Everybody thinks you're going to be extremely successful. The he is already. The, the smile, uh, more successful. The smile, uh, the smile, and your whole disposition is very, very friendly. Where people feel at ease right off the bat, like talking to you. They're all talking about it's it. My so meditation. I practice I, meditation. Well, I think well. you're gonna. I think you're gonna uh, be a bigger star than you are, and I think wonderful things are gonna come your way. Thank and you. And I don't. I don't invite everyone to my home either. Our home. So, and please, I, I would love that. Another role. I, I would love to play Dr. King uh, on on television or film. Uh -huh. Doc, oh yeah. I think, I, you know, uh, because as an actor, you know, I, I I'm like a transformer actor, where I, I love that. You know, how I present myself as Rodney, where I work so hard to on, on my personal authenticity, I love uh, stepping into shoes that are not mine, stepping into shoes that are somewhat bigger uh, and more complex, actually. And um, it, it's just so that and also portraying someone like, like Dr. King. I actually did The Mountaintop, Katori Hall's Mountaintop, uh, which is a play about Dr. King. And, and that... I think that stands as one of the amazing, most amazing roles that I've had the opportunity to portray. Any good actor wants to do that. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, the movies that I'm in, I never play the same character. I either play a Brooklyn gangster or a minister or a cop. A cop. You know, uh, uh, uh. I would love one day to play somebody. 
that really did, that did something special. Like there uh, it is. That's exactly it. You know, I'd like to play like a gay man who is famous, like Cary Grant. I'd like to play Cary Grant. Mm. He was gay, and he was in the closet. Bayard Rustin is a role I would like to play too. Oh, that's a good one. Who? Bayard Rustin. Uh, okay. He was uh, part of the civil rights movement, and right. he was gay. You know, and he was out, and I. I it's like wow. How fascinating would it be to learn about him, you know, and to step into those shoes? Because I am, I love researching for roles and, and characters. That for me is uh, the one of the best parts of being an actor. You have to learn so much and you keep learning uh, outside of yourself because I believe that uh, acting is so bigger than you. Uh, although, you know, everyone has their own philosophy, but um, but I really, in this new journey, it's, this is all, this is bigger than me. And, and I just want to put some love out into the world. Even at 80 years old, mm -hmm. actors still keep learning and learning. Yes. Unfortunately, we keep forgetting and forgetting <laughs> because we're old. Do you have trouble with lines? You know, I am grateful that I, I, I do not. I've learned a whole process and, and system. I love the process of memorizing lines. Uh, well, for television, it's a little bit, you know, you get your script the day before sometimes or two days before, and that is my life, you know? Um, and, and I think to myself when it comes to memorizing lines, if, if I start to get upset about it, oh, why can't I get this, is I take a breath. And I remind myself, this is all you ever wanted to do. That's right. So do, do it. it. <laughs> we so said do it together. It. Yes, and, we did. Angelina so Joseph. An Angelina Joseph is in our chat room. Now. Angela. Angela, listening to what I'm going to say. I'm gonna, I'm shooting Friday, kids, and I'm having trouble with my lines already. So I'm going to improvise. I'm going to wear a telephone in my ear. And somehow have it written in the script that I'm waiting for an important call. And Jimmy will be offset feeding me lines if I screw up. That's this, okay. is what, this is what happens when you, well, Robert De Niro is doing it. Uh, every actor I know that's my age can't remember lines anymore. Mm. So, so we're all doing it. So Angela, baby, Angie, get ready for Friday. She's not going to be there. Oh, and, oh, she's, she's still going in to Clam Hotel. She's going to Clam Hotel. Oh, okay. Well, uh, so hold on, you guys, because we only Kelly have a minute. Over. So you guys, first oh. of all, please follow Rodney Hicks here on Instagram. Are you on Twitter or no? No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was on Twitter years ago, and I just said, this is Tweet not out. for me. Right. Not okay. Me. And, um, I, you know, if you follow me, I'm very much, I post uplifting love, peace, and all of that, which I think and on Twitter, <laughs> you know, it, it's so for me, I like to stay in my lane. I like to stay in my personal lane uh, of love and that I have cultivated in my life. And so, um, and not put it on anybody. If you want to follow me, awesome. You know, if not, that's okay too. I think so too. I so agree with you, my buddy. All right, you guys. So I hate those gotta, friggin' things too. Um, I followed you too on on Instagram, but you guys follow him on Instagram. It's Rodney Hicks here. Please check out Mighty Oak, uh, and then follow his career. He's gonna be a huge star. <laughs> we want to thank you so much for coming on the thank show. Thank y'all so much. Um, with everything, have fun on your next interview, and we'll see you soon. All right, Bye. thanks to everyone. Thank Looking you. Forward to seeing you in person. Bye bye. Day. Bye, Rodney. What a nice guy. Really nice guy. He's really sweet.
And I'm telling you, the movie is like killing it. The Mighty Oak movie. I mean, you know, awesome. and he knows all the right. I have to call Franny up and say, well, you know, what have you got for him? But Fran's not doing anything because Broadway, Nobody is. Broadway is down. Anyway, you guys, thanks so much for tuning in, everybody. We'll see you guys all next week. Chat room. Thank you so much, everybody, for promoting and listening. We enjoyed it. And we'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, see you everybody. Next week. Bye have bye. a good weekend. Bye bye. Be nice. In the mix, yeah, we in the mix. It's another episode. Here we go, the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Interviewing the hottest, newest, and truest of today's celebrities. Make sure to subscribe so you can get notified weekly. Jimmy Star, he's the king of cool. Ron Russell, he's a gorgeous dude. Chat room is live, and you would be a fool not to vibe with us at the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. Come watch it live on W4CY Radio. Miss some past episodes? Download on iTunes. The Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. It's the Jimmy Star Show. Ron Russell